Good afternoon and welcome to the Other Page Radio. Oh my goodness gracious, boy, we got a lot to share with you today. Certainly hope everybody else is in the listening mood and feeling good. And now that we've coming into past Labor Day, you know, all the cooking is over with. Well, you know, speaking for myself, you know, <laughs> I can't speak to what you're doing in your kitchen, but let me tell you, we're going to be cooking Today, on the other page, radio, WBCALP, 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station is sponsored by Triad Veterans League in association with BNN Neighborhood News. We are talking about what the Oscar Michelle Family Theater program is preparing you for. We are talking about a theater company that is community-based, T-H-E-M-O-T-C dot com. That is the website, T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. So you can write that down and check it out and see what we've been able to do as a community-based theater program that features American history with the black experience, meaning the Harlem Renaissance era, and how we take our history and unfold it in a theater performance of absolutely impact. The Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company, also known as The Company, was founded in 1997 by Haywood Fennell Sr., a veteran, but non-combat veteran, who had and still has a vision of using theater, arts, and history with collaborators to bring the unfolding history of African Americans that began around 1925, around that time. And folks, I got to tell you, we are, meaning the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program, are so fortunate to have had so many young people, middle-aged people, older people that have been a part of the company. Recently, one of our younger members by the name of Alex Newell out of Lynn, Mass., who was in the company for two years, went on with his career to Broadway and is now a recipient of this year's Tony Awards. Tony Award is like an Academy Award for the movies. It's the same equivalent. This young man, Alex Newell, was gifted in a dedication to the theater. His mother was right there with him, Brenda Newell. And they were able to make their way. First, he was in on television, doing a series on television, and he got involved with that singing voice that he has and a national acclaim, national acclaim, Boston acclaim, Lynn acclaim, Alex Newell. Congratulations, Alex. Very proud of you. Proud of your mother for being with us for two years, and we appreciate what you're doing with your skill and your talents. Folks, that's a wonderful thing. I just want to take a minute to memorialize a young lady that had done a lot for us uh, in theater, and she's no longer with us. She uh, passed on. Her name is... Elizabeth Williams, also known as Beth Williams, business lady. And she, you know, 
when people encourage you, sometimes that's that's that worth of encouragement is more than money. Because encouragement comes from the heart. And she had a big heart. Beth Williams. Speaking of another Beth, we got uh, the lady who's done so much in theater, Emma Lewis. She was great. Emma Lewis made it happen. A lot of people know about Miss Elma Lewis and her contribution as a woman that took kids and adults and talked to them and put them on the stage and they did so much with their talent. Even today, you can see them uh, on stage downtown uh, around Christmas holidays doing the Langston Hughes play, Black Nativity. You know, and there's some people in Black Nativity that I want to just say a, a word to them for their kindness and being a part of our development. Former now retired Judge Milton L. Wright, brother of the late Betty Wright, Songstress, music producer, Mr. Big Stuff, remember that? And then there's the man, the man who's still carrying on the work for the Emma Lewis troupe, Barry, Edmund Barry Gord, uh, Barry, sorry, not Barry Gordy. Mm-mm, not Barry Gordy, sorry, Barry Gator. Barry Gaither, how could I make that mistake? But both are great men. Both have made contributions, and Barry helped us in many ways. The Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program are indebted to those folks that I just named. We're coming up, but before we come up with some more information, I want you to hear these PSAs. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. We're back again, folks. My name is Haywood Fennell. This is The Other Page Radio here at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston's community radio station. And I just want to thank the veterans and friends of the General Edward O. Gordine statue that was unveiled on August the 1st, about a month or so ago in the renamed General Edward O. Gordine African-American Veterans Park near Anubian Square, directly across the street from Boston Police Station 2. Those folks, including myself, because I was a part of it, worked diligently, very hard, for many years, and one of our leaders is Wilma Brown, Wilma Washington Brown, who was or who is the widow of one of the originators, one of the planners, one of the visionaries, the late Ralph Francis Brown, Jr. She spoke about the history 
And I'm speaking about the importance of us knowing the history of the African-American veterans, military contributions, sacrifices, gallantry, bravery, fighting for the freedom for other countries since the American Revolution of 1776, African-American men and women have always had a presence fighting for a freedom that we still do not have. The, the United States military had a systemic system of racism, and it wasn't until Harry S. Truman introduced the 9981 decree ending segregation in the United States military. That was around the time of the Korean War. But we still have not reached that level of appreciation for African-American veterans. In, 19, in the First World War, there were problems about African-Americans serving in World War I, and they wouldn't want to give them uniforms. Now, we've already fought in the Civil War and the Spanish-American War and the, the war to win the West, but they still had this reluctance, this institutionalized racism that tried to keep us from being who we knew we could be. Back to New York City. Back to Harlem, where there was the 369th Infantry Regiment, also known as the Hellfighters from Harlem or the Harlem Hellfighters. They went to France. And they showed those people that we could fight, that we were not afraid, and that we wanted the same thing that they wanted, to be free. Many African-American veterans have served in this country and have gone outside this country and have participated in wars and come back to the United States. A lot of them had mental challenges. It was called at that time being shell-shot. And they were not treated well by their colleagues or the other veterans, a lot of them. They said that we had tales, all kinds of things to make people not like us, but we were there fighting for the people that they were trying to show that we weren't worthy of their friendship. Black bodies, African-American bodies, are in places in Europe that are known and unknown died over there fighting for a freedom that they still today do not have. The statue that I spoke about earlier, the General Edward O. Gordon statue, is a reminder of the bravery, not the slavery, of African Americans in building independent countries all over the world. I said bravery, not slavery. We need to understand that today's politicians, a lot of them that are looking to become the president of the United States, they make some very, very uh, serious and appalling statements to say that slavery was a situation in which those that were slaves were able to gain something from being a slave. I don't know what that gain was, but I know 
one thing that African Americans have the distinct difference of being the only people that came from freedom to capture. We were free in our own country, in our own land, and got tricked and drugged in chains and put on ships that became a part of the African diaspora. Scattered like sand in the Western Hemisphere and the Caribbean too. These were the ancestors of the people that went into Europe and those other countries and fought for others' freedom when, again, we didn't have the freedom of enjoyment in our own country. The flag has never been a rag. It's never been something that we have burned up in protests. We laid our lives down. Coming out of the Vietnam era, the change from mental stress was changed in terms of naming it from shell shock to post-stress dramatic syndrome, PTSD. That's what it was. That's what it is. We'll be right back. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back again, folks, here at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. My name is Haywood Fennell Sr. I'm a veteran, and I'm also the founder of the Triad Veterans League. And I'm real happy to say that I'm a veteran. That hasn't always been the case, but I'm telling you, we can change. I have changed, and I want to thank the people that have helped me reach the level of understanding that it's okay to be a veteran. It's all right. When you saw or when I saw the people that came out for the unveiling of the statue, all colors, all kinds, and we had the participants, we had the 54th Volunteer, Massachusetts Volunteer Regiment under the leadership of David Hinkle, who's also a member of the Committee for the General Edward O. Gordon Statue Committee. We had a keynote speaker, a young lady, sitting in Massachusetts National Guard because General Edward O. Gordine was the first. He was a lot of firsts, but he was the first African-American general in the Massachusetts National Guard. He was a first sitting judge for the Massachusetts Superior Court. He won a silver medal during the Olympics in the 40s. He did a lot of things, and we want to stress that veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. He did a lot of things 
to build people so that they could build communities. Veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. To give you a perfect example, when I say about the power of veterans, I can't think of a better project or program to talk about right now than the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company, as I spoke about earlier. The Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program right now, our technical staff, our people that are doing the camera work and a lot of other work, 50% are veterans, male and female. Come on, veterans. We need you to be involved. Our community needs you to come from behind those desks or wherever you are and begin to use those talents that you have and the experiences combined from the United States military that we can use to plan to take education to another level because our children cannot read. Triad Veterans League has a reading brigade. 857-204-5312. We want to help you. We want to ask you to come out and be involved. We want to do a little mentoring with our young people and bring them to the play that the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program is planned for October the 13th, 14th, and the 15th at the Strand Theater in Dorchester, 543 Columbia Road. Here's that number again. 857-204-5312. That's for you. We're going to be doing a production written by Haywood Fennell and revised by Haywood Fennell and Monica Anderson Spencer, who is the wife of a military veteran who has a program called Center Peace LLC. I'm talking about Brother Will Spencer. Brother Will Spencer is a computer engineer genius, quote-unquote. He has raised the production values of the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program with some of the things that he has done using the computer and cameras that other community-based theater programs don't have. These are veterans that are working with young people and families to build the presence of community-based theater in Boston. We have a program that's coming up. I don't have the dates, but I do know we're planning it. We want to bring people in that want to learn the technical aspects of theater because everybody can be on the stage. Somebody's got to be behind the camera. And we have the people that has been teaching. Thank you, Brother Will Spencer, your son, Franklin, your wife, Monica, and thank you, Sister Eleanor Brown and Brother Steve Marks. These are the technicians that I'm talking about, and Stanley Thompson, our stage manager, our everything man, for being there, for helping these young people. And we do help people. We do help people. We got one that we helped that came to us when she was 10 years old. She's now 19, and she's a junior with a four-year scholarship at Emerson College studying theater. Hello, Sky Forts. That's her name. Her dad's name is Mark Forts. He was in the play with us. She has wonderful parents, wonderful family, and we're proud of her. And we know that she's going to do well in theater. She was with us. 
Then we have young Jarrell O'Bannon, who recently left our stage and went on to start playing basketball and getting those grades in school. He danced, he sings, he acts. It's what is called a triple threat. We're hoping that he'll come back, but if he doesn't come back, we wish him well. We know that we helped build his character, and that's one of the traits. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com is our website. We want to thank the people that are involved with that website. Troy Gale, G-A-Y-L-E, is the engineer that put that piece together. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. 857-204-5312. If you want to know about veterans and what we can do, or information about the programs that we're involved in, we are so proud when we say that we are veterans. Because look, We raised our hands. We took an oath to say that we would protect our country. And we were in foreign lands when we said this. And we came back. Nobody raised their hands to help us in the manner that we help our country. We need to look at that real good. We need to look at that real, real good. Actually, I think that all elected officials, all elected officials, male or female, should have served in the United States military on active duty or in the reserve to be called up. That is something that we need to really think about. Politicians, elected officials, should be required to be in the United States military so they could learn something, so they don't become indifferent to the homelessness of our veterans. Look, they just went over to the Ukraine, the United States, and brought them some more money and some weapons to kill. Indifference can kill. If you're indifferent to the plight of veterans in the United States of America in terms of services, needed service to be improved, systemic racism to be erased, sensitivity, equality, that's what we need as United States veterans. Just think about that now. If we can go to the Ukraine and spend millions of billions of dollars, but you can't spend the equivalent for our veterans, there's something wrong with your thinking. In fact, I think you're stinking. Because veterans serve their country and other countries under the guise of democracy. And we shouldn't be so quick to jump on them and call them baby killers like they did a while ago when men were coming back from Vietnam. I mean, they shackled them with all kind of indignities, slamming them. Today, in the United States of America, you have one of these multi-ethnic societies, people from all over the world. You have people that live in our community and are economically developing more than the people that have been there all the time, more than the veterans that was in their country fighting for their freedom. People don't know their history or they don't want to recognize the history of sacrifice and bravery that African-American men and women did in their country for them to be free 
able to come to this country and be involved in economic development and growth and act like they don't know the history of African-Americans fighting in their country so that they could later on come to the United States of America. Come on now. Okay. I don't want to beat you up now. But the truth does that sometimes, you know. It makes you pay attention to what's going on, and you need to do that. October 13th, 14th, and 15th at the Strand Theater. A performance by the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Group Salutes on October 14th. We will salute and introduce the first Miss Marion Anderson Women's Tribute Award. The Miss Marion Anderson's Women's Tribute Award on October 14th, a matinee performance that starts at 4 p.m. That's when we're going to give out the awards before we go into our performance. Marion Anderson was a woman out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who became a world-famous classical singer and a civil rights advocate. She traveled all over the world, and when she came back to America after singing before all of these people, the kings and queens, and she wanted to sing at Constitution Hall before an integrated audience. That's what she wanted to do. She wanted to sing before an integrated audience. The daughters of the American Revolution, you know, they were like, oh, no, you can't do that. We got a contract that says if you use this facility, it's got to be segregated. And Marion Anderson introduced the new way of the terminology to be used, no. N-O, no. One of the most devastating words in the world with two letters, N-O. Nope, nope. Marion Anderson's response was no. New order, N-O, no, new order. And she and her friends got together and planned how they were going to sing before an integrated audience. And it happened with their plan. In Easter Sunday in 1939, before 75,000 people integrated, new order, that's what the Miss Marion Anderson Friends Project is going to be about. And we have a lot of talent, a lot of talent. 857 I'll tell you now, though. Opening the show... After we do the awards on the 14th, and then we're going to come back on the 15th at a matinee performance at 4.30 in honor of our veterans. Stages, Cultural Arts Center. We'll bring the liturgical dance, opening the program. Now, remember I told you that Marion Anderson was from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So Philadelphia was a or is a place with a lot of history and controversy and people fighting and establishing organizations and 
One of the people was Richard Allen, who founded the African-American AME, Episcopal Church. It's a lot of history to that, but just this man during the time of abolitionists, he built that foundation, and they've become one of the largest black church organizations in the world. It started in Philadelphia. But what you might be able to relate to about Philadelphia are two guys, two musicians, Gamble and Hoff. Gamble and Hoff with the Philadelphia sound, put it down, Fatten and Whitehead, OJ's, Harold Melvin, and the Blue Notes. So many people went to Philadelphia and came out singing songs that stages will dance to. Wake up, everybody. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. And that's what's happening today in America. We have forgotten how to fight with a fist. We still trying to make it by fighting with a finger. And that's why we haven't made any accomplishments because it's a, a me syndrome instead of a we syndrome or an us syndrome. We got to get back, pull ourselves up because we need to be who we are, not what they say we are. We are a great people. Again, I got to say that the African diaspora, he took us from freedom that nobody else had, nobody else had that settled in this country. You know, and they, they fight about these immigrants and all that, but let me tell you, they're the immigrants. We know who the real Americans are. We know who the real people that were here. But now you hear all this controversy talking about go back where you came from. Well, where might that be? Germany? Russia? France? London? You know, they took them out of the jail over in London and put them on the ships. Some of them were, they call them indentured slaves, you know, but they were slaves. And they sent them down there to the Caribbean and they mated them with the black women to create the adapted features so that they could cut that sugar cane, make that rum, make other people rich. Cromwell went into, went into Ireland and sent all the men away and left the women. The Irish Rebellion, it was. And he took the men and shipped them to the Western Hemisphere. I said earlier, our children cannot read. And we're performing our history. And we're encouraging our reading program. Triad Veterans League represents the veterans that are concerned about our young people and what we can do to help them grow with character. It's an understanding that it's okay to say good morning and to say thank you and please. We don't do that, most of our young people. They call you yo. Well, when I hear yo, I know that that's Spanish for I. They've taken our language and they've done some things with it that it's kind of strange to me, but I'm involved in literacy, so we're going to be doing a program called That's Not My Name. We're going to try to communicate the importance of not using ethnic and racial slurs 
including the N-word, when we communicate because sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you. I'm sorry, it does. When you're being called something, and like we used to say, when you're being called out of your name, it puts a person in a, an uncomfortable place, and we don't want to do that. So we want to teach people how to speak to each other and communicate with each other and be sensitive to the importance of speaking to each other. And I'm sure a lot of people agree, agree with me. So be with us. Be with us, veterans and veteran family members. You don't have to be a veteran to support veterans. You just want to do something. You want to be involved in something good. 857-204-5312. We'll be right back. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. You know, I gotta, I gotta say that sometimes with these PSAs, public service announcements, you gotta play them more than one time. You know, for people to hear you and understand what's going on and what you can be involved in. Because when you hear someone say the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company is having auditions or looking to audition. And if you like theater, if you want to learn, because we teach, we have a curriculum, we teach. Again, we're opening up on October the 13th at the Strand Theater. I'll open up at 7 p.m. Stepping with Stages being one of our collaborators. Oh, boy. Let me tell you who's going to be there. Monica Anderson Spencer, Howard University graduate with an advanced degree in music education, playing the role of Marion Anderson. And, buddy, she can sing. She can hit that note that you got to get a ladder to go up and bring it down. Irene O'Bannon has been a member of the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program for more than 15 years. She's playing Miss Evelyn, owner of Miss Evelyn's Delight Social Club in Harlem. Folks, we are so honored for the return of Wanda Perry Josephs. She will be in a singing role as Mary McLeod Bethune, a woman who had a big family, and she was chosen to come out of the cotton field by her mother and father to go to school, and she later opened the first college. Bethune-Cookman College in Florida. Also, 
we have Leon Beal, international song stylist and producer, been with the company for several years now. He's going to come in and he's going to light it up, light it up. But folks, folks, in the singing compartment, we have a lady of immense talent, Darlene Wynn, in the role of Mahalia Jackson. In the role of Mahalia Jackson, you will hear Darlene Wynn bring it out. Minister Deborah Mosley, still with the company, she'll be there playing her role, Miss Stalin. New young lady, Hannah Brooks, she'll be there. And then we'll have a young lady that we're real proud of, we're real proud of, Miss Fantasia, beautiful James. She's coming in. Oh, it's going to be fun, everybody. It's going to be fun. The Bank Brothers will be there, too. The Banks. JoJo Banks and Yancey Banks. They'll be performing. Oh, you gonna, oh man, you're going to really enjoy this play. Can't say enough about our narrator, Karen Harris. Karen Harris has been with us over 10 years. Stanley Thompson. He'll be narrating. Maybe, I don't know, he's the stage manager. They, they know it all. He knows the whole script. And then you hear, and you'll see the graceful movements of liturgical dance. Stages, takes the stage and moving grace, dancing all over the place on the stage. Nobody knows the trouble I see. They're going to open with that one. We're so proud of our collaboration with this group of young people under the direction of Sophia Hayes Caldwell. I don't know if you've ever seen stages before, but this is for you. This is for you to see, appreciate, and tell your friends. This is opening night, matinees, they're going to be there. Will you be there? Don't forget, this is a true story of black female leadership. Opera, spirituals. Gospel, the music genres that you all appreciate that's a part of our culture. Directed by a lady that we're so proud of. I'm talking about Monica Anderson Spencer. You hear me talking about her all the time. This lady is tremendous. And we are so proud to be able to say to you that our history is not a mystery. We are who we say we are. We are the descendants of a great people bringing back the days of when we were the ones here on the other page, radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. And we're going to be giving out the awards. We're going to honor Sarah Ann Shaw, Wilma Brown, Gloria Johnson, oh boy, we're going to remember Makia Baker Gomez 
And I said before, we're going to honor, recognize the late Beth Williams. And Miss Gomez is the late as well. We're going to do it, folks. We want you to be there for this presentation of the first Marion Anderson Women's Tribute Award. We want you to be there. Thank you so much for a wonderful, wonderful day. We're going to have some great guests. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. We're so grateful to be able to talk about some things because a lot of times there's so much stuff going on out there in the world that you don't want to talk about that. But we are on time with what we're talking about. We're talking about building people, using our history, which is not a mystery, to do it. Thank you so very much for being with us today. Hope you enjoyed the show. 857-204-5312. Tell you what to do. Thanks again and God bless. Thank you.